Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this HR Chat, we're going to consider the legal requirements and the implications for returning to work in vaccinated countries. Seemingly successful COVID-19 vaccination programs in the US, Canada, Israel, the UEA, Hungary, uh, the UK and elsewhere means that the coronavirus pandemic is finally on the back foot in many places and businesses are starting to return to whatever normal operations now means. As business leaders struggle with the prospect of mandating that employees receive the COVID vaccine as a contingency of their employment, however, many individuals are getting concerned, with some advocating for a mandate and some strongly against it. Labour organisations are seeing an opportunity to take advantage. With vaccination efforts in full swing, mask mandates are subsequently easing up and the outcry for personal protective equipment and other health and safety measures has subsided, says today's guest expert. Vaccination requirements are the new battleground for unions and employers. Mandating the vaccine among employees is legal, yet complicated. It is still very likely to be fought over in the courts, with unions using every angle to gain a negotiating edge. My guest this time is Ivan D. Smith, a business person and a litigator. His practice focuses on labour and employment law litigation and in entertainment law as well, actually, although we won't be delving too much into that today. Ivan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Bill. Why, why don't we just start, Ivan, by you taking a minute and, and telling our listeners a little bit more about yourself. Sure. I'm an I'm, I'm a attorney and a partner at a firm called Buchanan, Ingersoll & Rooney. I've been practicing law for over 30 years. Uh, my major focus is in employment and and traditional labor work, where I've dealt on both sides of the aisle. I have represented unions, and, and currently I'm representing management. So I've seen all the aspects of both and and can advise on both on those different legal issues. Okay, so let's start with a big question for you, Ivan. What, what, what are some of the ethical and moral minefields around this situation of, of mandating that that employees have to get vaccinated if they want to be back in the workplace? Well, um, let me first say that most of what I'm going to be talking about is going to be based on U.S. law. But, I mean, here's when you think about the moral issues. If you're in the service industries, like, say, for example, restaurants, uh, schools, hospitals, you know, the idea is to protect the public. So there's a lot of employers who say, well, shouldn't we be requiring uh, vaccinations and to protect the public and protect the employees from the public of people who don't want to be vaccinated. So, you know, part of it is saying, hey, do we believe that we should, it's in our best interest and the best public interest to mandate these vaccines to make sure that the customer and the employees are safe and, and healthy and the economy is moving in, 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 in a positive way. Because as, you know, we've all been through it in the world through this pandemic, you know, a lot of industries suffered tremendously. And so now we have this vac a vaccine that can help, you know, for a lot of people viewing this as a way to bring things back to normal. And one of the ways is looking at these different industries. So there's, there's the argument that this is the moral thing to do to help us financially, 
ethically and morally move our country back to where it used to be. On the other side of it, there are people who say that government should never mandate my civil liberties, you know, that I have I have choices and in America that's what we're we are, you know, about our our liberties and only thing you need to do us do for us is inform, give us the information, and then we make decisions about how we want to run and deal with our own bodies and things like that. And so you saw that a lot with the mass mandates and now you're starting to see that in vaccinations where people or some people are not trusting the vaccinations because they believe it's done too too fast or you know their belief that they you know government shouldn't mandate uh how they live their lives so those are those are really the main two arguments you see okay and and yet from what i've read from you, you you're, you're suggesting that uh organizations will have the the legal right to mandate and, and we're going to get into that shortly so your business doesn't have a dedicated recruitment or hr professional but every month you have hr and recruitment needs what if these professionals were at your fingertips on an as-needed, when-needed basis? You know, kind of like a tap you can turn off and on. At High Road Human Capital, that's who we are and that's what we do. So if your company has gotten to the point where HR policies are needed or you're completely put off by the high price of staffing firms, or maybe there's hundreds, maybe thousands of unread resumes stacked up in your inbox, let us take all that pain away and only charge you for the time it takes us. You'll be billed according to our unique activity-based pricing model. You'll know where every penny was spent, no exceptions, no ambiguity. And your return on investment, so strong it's going to jump off the page and smack you. So to find out more, find us at highroadhr.ca or call us at 416-453-7023. Let's talk a bit about uh, unions and, and labor organizations. Mm -hmm. how, how, how are they responding to, to this idea that um, employees will be mandated with, with, with having to be vaccinated? You see a couple, you see uh, different types of fights. In the unionized workforce, um, you're seeing arguments where the you know, unions are trying to protect their workers. So they're trying to say that you know, they want to make sure that their workers are protected and are safe. And for their workers who do not believe in taking uh, the vaccines, that they're not being uh, discharged or, or adversely affected in employment, and that there be other options for them. So they're trying to negotiate with their employers to work out uh, systems to deal with that. And some of the issues you see there is, you know, if you want to mandate ma uh, mandate vaccines making sure that you give the employee extra time to take the vaccine just in case there's side effects. Uh, some of it is negotiating, you know, uh, incentive pay to, you know, take the vaccine. Um, other issues are for people who don't want to take the vaccines. Are they allowed to wear masks, you know, working out issues that they have with masks and things like that. And also issues dealing with, um, uh, you know, public uh, information, health information, you know, uh, do they have to provide you with proof of vaccinations? What type of proof they have to provide you? Um, if you don't want to take the vaccination, what type of issues did they have to provide you? In the United States, for example, you know, you don't, if, if you have a religious belief 
that you're not, you know, you don't take medicine, then you cannot be discharged for doing that. And the question is, well, what evidence do you have to provide for that? Or, if, or for example, for some of these vaccinations, uh, people are allergic to them. And so under disability law in the United States, if you have a disability and you're not able to take the vaccination because it will harm your health, um, what kind of information do you have to provide to your employer uh, for that situation? Are there any industries that uh, won't need the the vaccination? Um, uh, are, are there are there any sectors that you know this won't be an issue for, or are we are we talking it's societal wide here? I think it is societal wide. I mean, I'm sure if you're a mom pop living who work out of your home, you might not need it, but most businesses will. From you know, from schools to restaurants to healthcare to hotels to you know, anything you can imagine, sports venues, you know, we're seeing issues all over the place. Um, you know, uh, buildings with, you know, with tenants. Um, so how the, how that interacts. So this, this is going to affect almost every industry, every business that you can imagine, where there's employees or where there's customers, one or the two. And, and I can't think of too many industries that don't have employees or customers. Uh, so it's going to be across the board. And how you deal with that balance is is going to be the key and your success in in you know creating these policies uh for you know customers and employees is there a big difference Ivan, in terms of reactions from unionized and non-unionized companies uh when when it comes to uh their their approach to to rolling it out i'm going to guess here the, the, the employers which don't have unions um, are maybe more pro getting the vaccine because they're less worried about uh, pushback from from the unions. But that's just my my assumption. Well, there's a well. Here's 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 a little different issue that has come up. If I'm a company that is non-unionized, right, and I say I'm going to force you to take the vaccine. That gives the union the opportunity to come in there and do campaigns to be make you unionize, and that's what you've been seeing. First, unions have been been very aggressive in organizing different industries that have not typically been unionized. And it started first with the PPEs when there was a lack of PPEs in health. Unions looked at that opportunity to to go after these industries and saying it's self 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 and uh, safety and health issues and now again with the mandating the vaccines this gives the unions another opportunity to go organize saying that you know these these employees are not thinking about these employers are sorry are not thinking about your rights and your safety and your health like in the united states right now the vaccines are are still only for emergency use authorization so they haven't been authorized for general use yet. So a lot of employees are very nervous about this. For in healthcare alone, uh, today in New York City, mayor said that all public hospital employees are going to be mandated to take the vaccination. Well, in New York City health, uh, public health system, only 44% 44% of people have not taken the vaccination. So you're talking in a healthcare facility where 44% of the people have not taken the vaccine. So if you are in a, a hospital that's non-unionized, if you don't think that the union is going to look at that and see what you do to try to come in there and organize you, 
you're not you're not you're really not seeing the forest from the trees because what people don't most of the time realize unions most successfully in the United States have been not about money they organize about other issues mainly terms and conditions of employment so cuz close people when they take the job know what it pays but if you're now in a job and you believe that it's not safe or that the employer is not listening to you or the employer is being abusive, that gives the opportunities for unions to come in there and protect you. And that's what they try to sell. So for the non-unionized non employee who might automatically want to say, well, I don't have a union in here, I can do what I want, that can be the quickest way to get a union in there and changing that you can do whatever you want. So I, I want you to take off your lawyer hat for a minute, if you don't mind, Ivan. And I, I just want you to talk to me as a as a as an individual citizen. What what what's your what's your feeling here? Because I'm I'm skeptical. I, I really I struggle to see how um, how the mandating vaccines is is going to work. I, I just see so many uh, potential cases and grievances and all the rest of it coming up that it's just it's, it's going to be it's going to be too difficult to make people to force people to do this um what 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 what's what's your take as a, as a citizen not necessarily as a, as a lawyer sure as a, i mean listen as a citizen going through this and being i'm you know i'm african-american and in, in the united states there was a, a long history of african-americans being viewed as test dummies for different medicines so when they were talking about the vaccine initially Yes, there was. A, I had a lot of caution about it um, because, you know, you know, you know, they were making it seem like it was being developed so fast. You know, was, you know, was really this about the health of the people and things like that? But then, when you start, when I started to really get away from my feelings and started to look at the science and started to look at what was happening, and in our country, we had hundreds and hundreds of thousands of deaths. And that's real. And you start saying risk versus reward. And for me, it became very easy for me to say, well, the risk was worth the reward. Um, I would rather have a situation where, you know, if I can be safe and or not be hospitalized, I'm willing to take that risk over getting COVID and, you know, not being able to see my loved ones ever again. So for me, from a personal standpoint, that's why I decided to take the vaccination. The interesting thing about mandating, it's really not going to come from the government. It's going to come from, at least my view, most of it's not going to come from the government. It's going to be coming from companies. Government trying to mandate vaccination, I think, will not be successful. Companies trying to mandate vaccinations will be successful. Um, and the reason it will be is because part of it is, even though there'll be litigation about it, people need to eat. And so right now in America, unless, it's, unless you have a religious belief or you have a disability that prevents you from getting a vaccination, um, companies can mandate that. And, and since they can mandate it, they have a lot of power because it, it affects a person's ability to take care of their families. And so it's just like corporations nowadays with, when they did the mass things, you know, even in uh, states where there weren't some mask mandates, companies used to say you have to wear a mask to come into my come in my establishment. And guess what happened? People wanted to go into that establishment. They wore masks. 
And that was not even, you know, you can go, you know, in, in the United States, especially in the South, South region, they were anti-mask, but corporations that, you know, from Walmart to BJ's to all these chains said, you had to wear a mask to come into my store. And even though people didn't like it and they complained, they wanted to go to the store, so they wore a mask. Same thing you're going to see happening with the vaccination. Before we wrap up for today, Ivan, how can, how can our listeners connect with you? By the way, listeners, I reached out to Ivan yesterday um, and uh, after seeing a, a fantastic article written by, by Ivan on, on this topic, and he, and he got back to me in such a fast fashion that we got here today, uh, which is amazing. Um, Ivan, if, if other people want to learn from you, how, how can they uh, connect with you and learn more about the stuff that you do? Sure, you can reach 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 me um, on my email. If you email me, I respond. It's Ivan.Smith.B as in boy, I as in Ivan, P as in Paul, C as in car.com. Ivan.SmithBIPC.com. You reach out to me and I will respond immediately. You know, this is a, is a, this is a big issue. Um, I like talking about it because unfortunately, this won't be the last pandemic we see. And so... The more we understand how to deal with this, hopefully in the future we'll be able to deal with it much smoother and much better. Well, Ivan, I'd, I'd love to get you back on the show soon. Um, I've, I've I've learned a lot in in this chat today, so um, I'll, I'll be I'll be hounding you for more interviews in, in the near future, I'm sure. But for now, it just leaves me to say, Ivan Smith, thank you very much for joining me on this episode. Thank you. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime. And listeners, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.